Los Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers, your fun uh, book club for music, your fun music sharing podcast thing that we do on the fairly regular. I'm Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me is, of course, my crew, my team. We've got Brett. Uh, you here to hear for us for, for, for if words work? Hi. Yes. We've got Drew. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, cops. Yes. And we've got Patrick. Hello. Yes. Uh, we're here to talk about music. We're here to share with each other an album as we do every week uh, for y'all. Uh, here to provide an album for us to talk about this week. Drew. Drew. What do you got for us this week? Well, I thought I would bring something in that's pretty new. Uh, this game out. Uh, December 2nd of uh, last year, uh, 2016. And it's something from someone we've covered before. I think a lot of us, um, a lot of our listenership will know his either his rap work uh, as Childish Gambino or his acting work as Donald Glover, uh, whether that be in Community or uh, as part of Derek Comedy. But he or created an album that was a departure from his normal music as Childish Gambino. It's an album called Awaken My Love. Um, yeah, and uh, a, 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 a departure to say the least. Uh, we'll get into <laughs> that, but let's talk about expectations. Uh, Brett, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, um, I, I knew... Uh, as I, I don't know a whole lot. I'm, I'm not a huge Donald Glover uh, follower in any of his uh, little uh, artistic uh, endeavors. But, uh, um, you know, I, I have some idea of the music that I've heard. And I know that a lot of people that I know uh, were flipping their shit when this album came out for a variety of reasons we will get into later. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Patrick, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Um, I had heard all of the hubbub about this being a, uh, not a rap record. Uh, I'm familiar with, you know, Donald Glover's previous work in, uh, as Childish Gambino. So I went in knowing I was getting something that was unlike the previous stuff, but, uh, didn't know what, what that, uh, unlike was actually going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that unlike is, this is a funk record. <laughs> uh, Drew, let's get into it. Uh, what, what, how would you describe this album musically? Well, like we said, um, Donald Glover in his music career as Childish Gambino is sort of, he's had um, a few rap records, a few mixtapes and stuff like that. And he's always been someone that has uh, musically dabbled in a lot of different stuff as far as the beats and music goes behind his rapping, but it's mostly been, he's rapping over it and whether it be the stereotype or something about himself, it's been rap. There is not one shred of him rapping on this entire record. It is somewhere in between. Like it's this, it's hard to describe because it mixes these weird, like psychedelic funk. Yeah. Yeah, sort of and funk and like yeah, an R and B like this R and B thing um, that just really kind of sounds. It sounds way different than anything he's ever put out before, obviously. But and once it also sounds really cool. Um, 
there is a lot of really, really strong base work in this, like really, really strong base work in this, in my opinion. Um, there is a definite groove, but at the same time, this is not like, this is not a dancey funk record. This is not your like Bootsy Collins making you move your feet on the dance floor. This is not like, this is something that More is way weird. <laughs> right. There's a song on it called Zombies for instance, and we'll probably get into that a couple of us uh, as we go into it. Um, but it has a definite love for that era of uh, funk and R&B. Also, Gambino's uh, vocals on this are way better than I thought they would be. Usually when you get a rapper that tries to do song vocals, it's usually not very strong. Um, and I thought they were pretty solid here. I mean, it, you're not going to get the vocal tenacity that you would get out of like other singers, but he is, still proves himself in this, I think. And there's just a really cool seventies psychedelic tone to the entire thing. Um, that I think is really, really cool. When I first heard it, I really, if I'm honest, I really didn't like the record. But I listened to it another oh, time like after my first. Yeah, I listened to it while tripping on acid. Yes. Um, no, I listened, to, which I don't think would be a bad he did, his, to he did his record. real hard drugs. It was IBC root beer. That's his hard drugs. Yes. And he, right. He listened to albums. <laughs> I, I pounded back five Mountain Dews and then. Um, no. Um, five Mountain Dew like, Code Reds. Yes. Yes. Um, but like, I. I I listened to it a second time because I'm like, okay, I've, I've got to give this an honest shot. I can't just be mad because it's not childish Gambino rapping. I've got to actually like give this a fair shake. And when I did that, I started seeing that there was more layers to this album than I originally gave it credit for, which I thought was why it might be interesting to bring to a forum like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely also shows Don, Don, uh, childish Gambino's uh, music uh uh, diversity is his, uh, his uh, arsenal. Uh, Brett, what would be the themes that I'm to caught your attention on this record? Okay. Um, my experience uh, of uh, listening to this album uh, mimics Drew's uh, for the first part. Um, but no, I, I this is an album that felt like uh, someone was trying to make a less than serious attempt to work down a checklist of R&B and, uh, and funk things that like they, they scribbled on a sheet. Uh, we need, uh, we, we need a quack bass. Yes. Got it. Check. Uh, we, we need plate reverb and a microphone that's way too far away from the chorus singers. Um, we need train whistles. Gotta have train whistles. Hoot hoot. Um, there's sprungs. There's tons of sprungs, sprungs everywhere. Uh, you need that guitar lick like you hear on cop dramas in the eighties, you know, uh, got that. Uh, yeah, it's um, there's some weird shit going on here. <laughs> uh, uh, like, like, and it's not straight up doing. It, it doesn't do anything that a funk album. Uh, like, it, it's it's not a funk album. Uh, completely. There's funk in it. Um, you're right. There's no rapping. Uh, there's there's not nearly as you know it. I came in here expecting one thing. And I got a complete other thing. Um, but, uh, you know, the lyrics, uh, you know, as as the resident not lyrics guy, um, they weren't at all like forward in your face. Um, they, they were sort of in the background, all the weird shit going on. 
Um, and uh, I kind of dug that uh, because the things that I kept coming back to in my listen throughs were the, you know, the electric piano or the like there's this one guy whose job it is to make this one noise in this song at this one time kind of things. And I'm like, oh, that guy did something. He made me smile. So like you, there's a lot of weird things and it, it's hard to make words for some madman coming up with weird music like that's yeah it's based off of funk and r&b and you know kind of has some weird stuff going on with that but no it is something definitely that uh it is that has risen above titles <laughs> uh and labels and whatnot uh patrick what would be the theme song that's caught your attention uh this album so when i when i the more i think about it and the more i've listened to it uh this is Donald Glover the human whether being Donald Glover the actor Donald Glover you know the the comedian Donald Glover the childish Gambino rapping whatever this is he is someone who does not want to be pigeonholed as being good at one thing and only one thing for better or worse that guy wants to be good at everything or at least not be perceived as being a one trick pony and uh I, for the, me, I, I had a little bit of a different reaction to Brad. I feel like this was an earnest attempt to make like a funk and R&B record. I don't know if it was a great, a great funk and R&B record, but I, I feel like he was trying real hard to make this, to make this, you know, to make this what, what came out. Um, it, it's, it's not, it's not my Boogie favorite Man record. Is from the soul, man. Boogeyman yeah. from the soul. But like. I, I think I think he wanted to try something completely different, which takes balls. Because if he would have just made a rap record, he would have sold a bajillion copies of that. Because people love Childish Gambino rapping, sells records, and he decided to do something different, and that takes balls. And I, I'm kind of impressed by it because this isn't, this isn't well, even. I wouldn't call this call this shitty or anything. It's um, it, it's just a, a, an attempt to do something totally different, and at points it's kind of good there are points of it that aren't that great there are some songs that you know aren't the best but like so the la- uh, my personal experience i think the way that a lot of gambino fans based on internet reaction felt like this i felt the way they felt about this record when the last daft punk record came out when i wanted a french house record and instead you know it was you know all nigel rogers guitar and you know basically a disco album um this Good is disco album. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and I, I don't love it, but I don't, I still listen to it, but it's, it wasn't what I wanted. And this is like, right. I can see like, this is not what childish Gambino fans probably wanted or Donald Glover fans who, you know, dip in, dip their toes in the childish Gambino waters. But it's, it's at least interesting. And, uh, there were songs on it. I enjoyed. And, and that's, you know, like rapping and singing are two very, very different uh, you know, different thing, you know, things to do. And Gambino is a pretty good rapper. I think technically people debate over whether the content's any good, but technically speaking, he's good at what he does. Uh, and he's not a horrible singer sometimes. Uh, I, I wouldn't say he's, uh, he, he's no Prince, but like this, some of the vocals on this are pretty good. Some of them are not so good and have questionable, you know, questionable choices made, but, I'm I'm reasonably impressed that like you can go from from camp to this in a couple of years. Yeah. He lacks he, he, he lacks some technical skill, but he has a great earnestness and he's, he's and a lot of money. Yeah, 
He can hire anybody he wants. Um, yeah. Weird, being in a successful the show, also having two successful albums, and then being hired on for movies. Apparently, that gets you money. Yeah. And you can try whatever you want when you yeah. got money. <laughs> yeah, this, may, this may not be an album that people wanted, but it's an album he wanted to make. So it's like, uh, but let's talk about some key tracks. Talk about some of those songs. Uh, Drew, what will be some of the key tracks? All right. Well, me and your mama um going to start with the lead track slash lead single. One, if you haven't seen the music video for me and your mama, be aware that to launch this record, he played, Childish Gambino played three uh, sets over three nights, Joshua Tree, and was in, like, glow-in-the-dark, like, blacklight reactive, like, crazy paint and, like, crazy glowing everything and was, like, dancing in, like, a grass skirt and singing in that and, like, the stage was, like, super dark. And that's the video, and it is Google Cardboard, like, ready um, so you can put it in your VR machine and watch it on YouTube for what that's worth. Yes. Um, so that exists. If you want to talk about like, hey, was Childish Gambino going off on a tangent with this record? Yeah. Yes. Fuck it. I've got. Yes, I, he I, was. I still got my Nexus Six, so I can use my Quad HD screen. I'll pop that. Pop that in there. <laughs> yeah. No. That's yes. Um. So that is me and your mama is that, but it also is just a really good opener. Um for what this record sort of is it's weird it's a little trippy there's that like laughing dude in the background that like permeates throughout the entire track that's really weird but also great um and the singing in it actually is pretty solid um in my opinion for this one it's like okay gambino is going to be singing and it's not going to be fucking god awful um the zombies i have to bring up um because the way the like synthy key work and guitar work works itself into each other and weaves around towards the end of that song, I think is really, really solid. Um, there was something that was just awesome to me about that. The ending of zombies. I really, really loved it. And then the other single red bone, um, Oh, the bass in red bone is just so cool. Like the, uh, the like thumpy bass string pop that you get in some like, darker like funk stuff like that is there's a groove to that bass line that i want to learn it eventually like i want to find it and like just sort of figure it out and play that because it's just i think it's a pretty cool bass line and the whole low end on that track not only the bass guitar line but also like the actual like low end drums and stuff like that that they sort of put in that adds a cool thickness i think to that track so Mm mm-hmm uh brett what will be some of the key tracks for you well i i want to mention the 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 first use of prominent sprawling uh and and have some love uh there's also that uh, the example of weird reverb used on people singing a chorus of people where they're all like off microphone and the microphone's like way far away so it gives this weird room noise um it's it's weird it's as if they were being recorded in a shitty studio but you know it's it's got that effect and and they pulled it off um i'll end nice but i'll i'll go with boogeyman um uh it, it's certainly a weird song um but the more i listen to it, it it's 
like the Transmorphers version of Parliament, but if <laughs> Transmorphers the movie had an effects budget. <laughs> um, like, man, there's a whole lot of neat sounds, and there's a, a bag of funk music tricks that, that they just dump out. Um, it's just that get the Transmorpher script can only get you so far, yes. uh, even with the most effects. But no, it, it's <laughs> it's it's not a song with a lot of substance. But it's the fucking boogeyman. I mean, I I don't think we're we're crossing you know new waters of music on a song, uh, on on any song in this album anyway. But uh, yeah, but Redbone is is the song that I I can't be mean to. Like you start off with like a '70s R&B. Uh, track that you know does its thing and then when the chorus comes in you get 80 synth which doesn't really fit but it works uh, i'll get behind anytime somebody you know just yeah it, it, it's it's a it's a track that that stuck every time uh the the album looped around uh it stood out uh it was executed very very well in a, a song that could i mean any of these songs could have been fucked up by one thing done wrong. Um, none of them really fucked up. They they they're weird, but they they're not they're not stinkers. Yeah. Like and and I I am a proponent of weird. Like get like I'll go on my space journeys and and vision quests. But there's some stuff in this album. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Uh, start with the uh, record breakers thing. Me and your mama. The first track. It's a uh. That's trying some shit. Uh, it, it's it's a song I would call it sprawling because it is. It's trying some shit. He if if you came into this record having only ever heard like childish Gambino rapping and then you were given this sight unseen without like watching the internet freak out about it, it would probably freak you out. I'm, it just I'm, and I'm assuming here's, here's, that's what happened to Drew. It freaked him an out. Experiment. Like, what the fuck. An experiment. A great experiment would be giving somebody. Freaks and geeks, just the song Freaks and Geeks. And then giving them this. And then giving them this. Like yes. giving them like Childish Gambino doing like the rap braggadocio song, like Bonfire or Freaks and Geeks. And then like immediately setting them down and going like, same guy here. And then them going, huh? <laughs> like I just thought of that and that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, then have some love. It was just fun and funky and cool and uh, it had some cool vocal harmonies on the chorus and I like a good vocal harmony. And then uh, Boogeyman. Uh, man, this is Parliament Funkadelic. Like, just like take their playbook and lay it all out there. It's weird that you say that about that song and not Riot. <laughs> yeah, well, that had literal Parliament. But like Boogeyman, it just it, I, I didn't love the vocals and the way the effects were on them, but I liked the song enough to overlook that. And then just sort of honorable mention Stan Tall, the closing track. It had nice vocals like somewhere in here. Donald Glover can't sing. He just made some choices of uh, of what to do on a few songs that I think hurt him. Especially again, the guy is reaching deep into uh, into a genre he has previously not uh, been in. I mean, you know, soul funk and R and B are absolutely uh, the ancestors of rap music in a lot of ways. Especially because they get sampled to death in rap, uh, or at least did early on. And like, it, it's I, I there I can see the connection, but again, it is a very very different genre in terms of 
in terms of what's required. Now, uh, the his collaborator, uh, Ludwig Gorenson, which I'm probably saying wrong, uh, who I, presumably was was the musical genius behind this. A lot of it uh, should should like musically speaking, music was fun. Like it was well played. The the people who they you know, got to play this record, uh, were good. Obviously this is what money gets you. You get good studio musicians. Uh, some people, you know, got to make a living for, for a couple of days making this record and that's cool. But I, I, I enjoyed the music for the most part. And, you know, there, there are some four or five songs where I question the choices, uh, of, of how the vocals were done, but like, I didn't hate it, which is weird because I should have hated it. Mostly maybe don't like if I could say something about the vocals, maybe don't go so high on some. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're not Prince childish. Very you're, you're good. You're talented. You're you're way more versatile than people gave you credit for. You are not Prince. Yeah. Only not Prince. Only you're not Prince. very good. Yeah. Keep the falsetto down. Like yeah. the, because yeah. when he keeps in the mid to low range, like I think he, like, like he's stand tall. Good. Stand yeah. tall is in his core range of vocals and it, he sounds like a, a good singer, which is unusual in rap, but not completely unprecedented. Yeah. And it, I think if he stuck around there more often and they wrote songs around there, which, you know, clearly they're talented enough to do. I think it would come off. It would come off better. As because uh, I he was really reaching here, and I I give him a lot of credit for the reaching, like for just being like, instead of again doing doing the easy thing and making the record that will sell, this is this is a passion project. This is I'm gonna make the thing I want to make and fuck all y'all, yeah. and it mostly is pretty okay. Yeah. And it still sold pretty well, all things considered. So <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And zombie, zombies is I like that zombies is a uh, is a anti industry song in a new way. Like they found a new way to to put an anti music like a like a critique of the music industry, a critique of the entertainment industry, a new one, a new fresh one that isn't just uh, let's beat MTV. You know, <laughs> MTV get off the air. Yeah. Whereas it's now they found a new critique, which is. The industry that will still eat you alive and spit you out as soon as they're done with you. Because <laughs> that's still a thing. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Um, all over the world, too. Uh, but, yeah, let's bring it back around the horn for some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? And, you know, I, I don't know that I have conclusive thoughts. Um, I don't really <laughs> know how to come down on this album just yet. I, you know, I, I, I've been in a garage nightmare of headphones in listening to this album as the soundtrack to, to my woes in the, in the shop. So, um, I, I can honestly say I'm not mad at this album, but it didn't overachieve like highly either. It's sort of, you know, it's, it's, I, I can't really be super emotional about it at this point. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm better off having heard it because now I can have something else to be. Hey, you remember that album where that? Yeah, uh, I I have one more tool in my toolbox to bring out in a conversation. <laughs> but uh, you know, if if you're, I, I don't even know who I would like. Hey, are you into weird shit? Yes. Here you go. Have some yep. of this. Take two of these and and put this on and call the, call me if something gets even weirder. 
But uh, yeah, like it, it's it's a very strange album. So if you know what you're getting into from from the get go, you're not going to be disappointed. I don't think I can oversell. This is weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusive thoughts? Um. I like that somebody tried something new, uh, like if for them. I mean, this isn't new music. This is the 70s. But like, <laughs> it's but it, it's like, 70s to me, acid trip. Well done. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like, I yeah. like that. That I, I think I think we have not seen the last uh, major genre change for for Childish Gambino. I think uh, I think he's going to try other shit. I don't know what that is. And. Speed I'm curious metal. to see what it is. A song hey. with Willie Nelson. Worked hey. with Snoop Dogg. Yes. <laughs> Country metal. Um uh, yeah. Uh, and and but like I like that like we're watching, you know, this person who also, you know, has a a very very well regarded television show on right now. Uh which I still need to watch. I, I do too. I have not seen it. I just things. know it's very well regarded. And and, and again like the guy did comedy and now he's trying to do something maybe a little more serious. And that like, I, I like that he's, he's trying to do some, something different with himself and that he, he doesn't just want to be the guy from bro rape. Like maybe that's, what's driving him. Maybe it's 100%. Hey, you're that dude from bro rape. And that is, that is what is driving him to do all of this stuff. And, uh, I'm glad he's at least trying some shit. Cause <laughs> Next hey. thing he's going to try is selling Colt 45. Yes. So there's. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. No, he's, he's, he's an all around emotional, emotionally charged creative mind who, uh, who loves comedy and loves creative writing, who loves TV movies. He loves acting. He loves hip hop. He loves hip hop, R&B, he loves black music in general. Uh, he's, he's, an, he, he loves trying things. Uh, he loves trying, he, like, the thing is, even just as a rapper, he was never in one place. <laughs> like, he was never, like, like, cause, um, there's Freaks and Geeks, which is a, more of a clever, uh, like, smart kid rap. And then he did more, like, uh, you don't want to say hood, but, like, more hard, and in, like he always bounced around, in, even just in hip hop. So the fact yeah. that he did jumped over to a different genre makes sense. Like this, this, this surprised a lot of people, but it makes sense because he's he's never one to like be like Drew said, pigeonholed into one thing. Even when he was a rapper, you you couldn't pigeonhole him into one style of hip hop. Like like if you listen to his cat like catalog, like you can't like put him into he had a concept rap album (laughs) exactly um and like he he was he was doing trappy stuff but he also did a song he he sampled grizzly bear the indie band grizzly bear like (laughs) he's so he was never just one style of anything uh even when he was rapping so the like the fact that he did this isn't completely surprising but this album is out there and completely surprising uh and i'm glad i'm glad he didn't do what people expect him expect him expect from him he did what he wanted to do uh and he has the freedom and the clout to do it and that's awesome um when if he had i think if he had uh, people around him to filter and uh focus him 
Uh, and maybe some, some people that weren't just in it doing his vision. Maybe it wouldn't even been a better record, but overall it was still a great record. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusive thoughts? Every once in a while, um, an artist comes out and does something that you don't think they're going to do, uh, whether that be music, whether that be acting. Um, and it's something that they want to do to sort of push themselves in a different direction and try something that they want to try. And the last time I saw that happen was an, or the last time I liked it as much as I liked this record was a record called uh, In Reverie by Saves the Day. Uh, that record was way different than everything that came before it, but it was still something that I think was pretty cool. Um, and I think this record for me, while different for much different reasons, I think sort of is the same thing. And that's, you get where he's coming from. Like, you see, like, he obviously has a passion for what he's doing in this moment. There was something there that he wanted to try. Like he, before this record came out, like there was no social media from him at all. And the way he announced it was he tweeted a link to an app that like was counting down and slowly going into the earth. And then like, at the end of the countdown, it just ended like on a map of Joshua tree with a link to buy the tickets for like one of the three nights of the, like, Hey, I'm releasing this thing. This is what it is. I'm going to play the album from front to back on stage and you can be here for it. And then like the weird trippy, watch the video. If you haven't watched the video yet, watch the video for me and your mama. And it's, it's weird. Yeah. Um, like most of this record, but at the same time, it's something that, he wanted to try something different. And he has said that before. He was like, I, he's said before he likes making rap music and he loves the hip hop and the rap scene. But at a certain point that he's going to have other things to say that don't fit into rap music. And he's going to want to try them. And he was, I think it was on, uh, I want to say breakfast club. He said he was worried about his fans. Like, hating him for wanting to go on that ride at some point, but him having the courage to say, you know what? Like if this blows up my entire music career and I can't go back to it, fine, whatever. But I want to do this record for me. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think that's pretty solid. And I think that's pretty cool. And I think that even if it's not something you go back to, even if it's not something you like, I think, think it's something that if you liked childish Gambino's other records deserves a listen to at least see where he's coming from. I, I know a guy who loves, like he is the childish Gambino chance future. Like all that is like what he plays at work. And he listened to this record, like probably like twice. And he's like, I get it, but I don't think I know enough about music to really like it. Um, and that's okay, but it's still something that I think is worth hearing if you liked his stuff before, just to understand what he might be going to as an artist next. Cause that's the thing about it is the art, like people who do music, myself included, like you don't want to just sit on one thing. You want to jump around. Yeah. It's um, more fun that way. Yeah, I, I do. I do want to uh, 
pull up this great thing I, I found on on Wikipedia under the album under because the internet uh, his previous album uh, which was in the recording production uh, it says that the album was primarily recorded in Miami Heat player Chris Bosch's mansion in Los Angeles uh, which Gambino dumb, dubbed quote the temple end quote there he kept strict rules which included no tweeting or Instagramming no shoes and work begins at 10 a.m. Uh, just, which is fantastic. That's kind of awesome. Like that to me, things like that, where it's like, if we're going to do this, we're going to go on a ride and like, we want to create something and like, we're focused. Yeah. Like that type of focus. 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, I mean, not too early, but before lunch, we're going to get started. Reasonable (laughs) time. That's also, it's, it's, it's the artist time frame, right? It's like, I'm gonna focus on my art and I'm, I'm gonna get I'm this gonna album done. Really I'm not early in up the at dawn, like that's dumb. Like right. well, I got into music so I could chill. <laughs> like fuck. We're that. gonna get up. Er- we're gonna get up early though. Ten o'clock. Yeah, that's right. Punk we're, rock time. we're gonna we're we're gonna get a little recording in before we have a sandwich. Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm okay me, with that. I can respect that. As somebody who may have woke up at nine in the morning to be in the studio at ten. And then also then left and grabbed everybody fast food while he wasn't recording his track. I can respect it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll put respect on that name. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Cool stuff. Cool album. Uh, those were our thoughts. Um, yeah, now we get to the main event of the evening. We'll get to our haiku reviews. Uh, we sum it all up in, in a poetic form. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, let's start. Oh, uh, let's start with Brett. Brett, what do you got? What is your haiku? That guy from that thing making some music again. This time it's different. Yes. Uh, Patrick. as I record my rap album in Miami heat fan Petey's house, uh, <laughs> we started at noon. Yes. So yeah, sorry. Uh, that's our... If you recorded a rap album, that would be the greatest thing ever. Where do I put money down for that? <laughs> no, but, no um, deal. The, the, the vocal booth is right over there the, in my, my shower. <laughs> I, yeah. would, I would pay <laughs> for, like a for a plane ticket to Miami to record a rap album. Like, uh, I'll just move this mic <laughs> over there. <laughs> the uh, Indiana G is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, yes. MC Hoosier. <laughs> the best shit ever. I want MC Hoosier. God. God damn it. I'm going to have to Photoshop something. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Ernest Funkin' Soul. Decent execution, too. Ballsy departure. Yes. Uh, I'll go with mine. Uh, funky diversion from Don Glover's old forte. Pulled off really well. Uh, and Drew, what is your haiku? Something sounds odd here, but it's still pretty great. Not what you expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just putting the note Photoshop MC Hoosier. There you go. Um, that's, of course, our thoughts on Childish Gambino's Awaken My Love. Uh, you can of course find it on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, the home game. Uh, you know, follow along at home. Keep track of what we're reviewing at any, any given week. Uh, 
we keep it you know fairly updated uh try our best uh so go do that on that spotify playlist will be our we our next week's album which is provided by me i've got next week's album it's my turn uh and i'm bringing uh speaking of uh new albums with a departure in sound uh i'm bringing an album that was dropped like a little over a week before this album <laughs> uh and as a surprise uh bringing bad rabbits uh newest album american nightmare uh we talked about american love before now we're talking about american nightmare uh and just just based off of those names you know that there's gonna be a de departure uh so look forward to that discussion next week uh but this is this week and you can of course find us all over the internet uh first of all it's a new year new look if you're watching us on youtube uh hopefully you're enjoying this awesome overlay look thing brought to you by the reverend puck uh, he of uh, he of uh, our community of online uh, compatriots, uh, you know the, the puck did a freaking awesome job with this overlay, uh, looking real cool and designing it for us. So thank and you. And if you can't see it, just imagine something really really cool, then it's like that. Yeah, but different. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you can see our name there. You can see all of our. Well, I put all of our our uh, our Twitter handles and. The spaces for them you can see all that so uh of course you can find us all over the internet uh i'll tell you where you can find us uh if you, in case you're not on youtube uh i'm pd rave uh what was this <laughs> patrick is at the swagger brett is the hey beauty bird h-i-b-b-i-t-y-b-i-b-b-a-r-d drew is at x juicer for x i'm at pd rave the show is at four record breakers that's the number four Record Breakers, recordbreakerspodcast.com, recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com, rebelli.net for this and other shows, Rebelli TV on YouTube and other places as well. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're all over the place. Uh, go check us out, subscribe, like, share, do the thing. Until next time, hasta los huevos.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>